Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. If you're traveling out there, driving around, Stay slow, be safe, enjoy each other, get to where you're going, okay? Take it easy on the streets out there. Hope you are uh, excited, man. That's just, yeah, I love I love Thanksgiving Eve, man, going to get together with everybody. It's a fun day. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. Missoula. Go check them out on Saturday, December the 7th. One day only, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It is the 7th annual snow day, the biggest sale of the entire year. One day at Kurtz Polaris. That's a week from this Saturday. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, check it out on the podcast. The podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. This is there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. I want to remind everybody, we got not one, not one people, but two FCS Speculators podcasts out for you. Okay, for this week. We got this week in terms of the uh, first round of the FCS, and we have a big podcast for you talking about the eight-seeded teams in this year's uh, FCS playoffs. So you go check that out. It's the FCS Speculators Betting Podcast. You can find it wherever you find the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. Listen to it and uh, download it and enjoy it. It is there for you. Uh, Coulter, let's talk about these FCS playoffs a little bit and maybe, maybe start to put our brackets together just a little bit, Okay. Now, okay, you and I have spent a fair amount of time now with the bracket and with the teams. Now, we haven't watched extensively all of the 16 teams that are in this thing, of course, play nationwide. Central Connecticut State, you know, for instance, they're 11-1, and one really good football team, uh, but from the Patriot League and not having, you know, full scholarship. What do they have, like 30 scholarships, something like that? You know, I... I the, the the Northeast Conference has not been fully funded. I cannot say with the utmost confidence whether they are or not right now. I yeah. know when Wagner played at Montana State last season that Wagner had 35 scholarships. Yeah. And that's the same conference, so I imagine that the limitations are still the same. Monmouth head coach... Uh, was on our show earlier this year. They used to be in that league, and he talked about 35 scholarships, so I think that that's kind of the number, but I cannot say with confidence because they might have gone fully funded this year. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know. So I don't want to go through this thing and, and just bore the people by just picking every single game and so forth and so on. Well, why not? But... <laughs> Right. But what I would like to do is I want you to go through the eight seeds and look at the teams that could potentially be there for the seeded teams and tell me a team or two that you think have you know, where, where, where maybe there's a seed that doesn't move on. I mean, Central Arkansas is the number eight seed and of the of the seeded teams, they are certainly the one team that is there where you go. They're not one of the blue bloods. The UCA is not a team that is, you know, they're a very good team, but they're Despite not their colored field. <laughs> Correct. But they have not been there 
you know, in in the, the history of their program and so forth, uh, you know, and so on, like everybody else. And so, for instance, I think Illinois State, Southern Southeast Missouri State, it wouldn't surprise me if those two teams might be favored in the game, whoever wins that one, going to Central Arkansas. I mean, I think there's really a, a, a good chance of that, even though they do have a home game, and UCA has been, uh, you know, really good this year. But everybody else, I mean, Northern Illinois lost by three. What, what, like thirty-eight to seven to uh, to South Dakota State two weeks ago, and then they're in that. There, I mean, if they win, that's where they're going is to Brookings, South Dakota, to play SDSU, the number seven seed. Now SDSU has just lost to South Dakota, and they're without their their starting quarterback, who they also didn't have when they played UNI. So I don't exactly know what to do there. But are there some matchups that you sit here and you go, okay, you know, I could definitely see a team playing in the first, you know, in the first round of the playoffs, making it into the national quarterfinal. Staff from David in the back, our producer, he says 40 scholarships for the Northeastern Conference. Okay, Sounds about right. Uh, Central Arkansas, I mean, the reason that Central Arkansas is not a blue blood yet is because they've only been in the Division One since 2007, mm. but they have made the playoffs 2011, 2012, 2016, 2017, and 2019. Central Arkansas, as you heard, or as you will hear when you listen to the FCS speculators, they're experiencing on a little bit lesser of a level, but still experiencing when you live, when you're in a state that doesn't have pro sports, and you are the biggest show in town if you're college sports, and then you are a school that is an FCS, while there's an FBS, in other words, Arkansas is there, Arkansas State is there. Arkansas has been bad. That's made Arkansas State better, and Central Arkansas better. It's just like Minnesota's been god-awful for the last 15 years. Why is NDSU so good? Because they can go to Minneapolis and get dudes who maybe you in the 90s would have stayed home. Right. Instead, they go to North Coast State. But right now, UCA is the show. They're the show right now. UCA is is the, I mean... UCA can win recruiting battles against Arkansas State mm-hmm. because they can say, well, do you want to actually compete for a national championship, which they're not quite that level yet, but they can, they're they in the playoff. They're in, in the their, tournament. They're, they're the seeded team in the tournament. Exactly. Right. As it compared to Arkansas State, best case scenario, you win the Sun Belt and you play right. in the Meineke Tires Bowl or whatever you guys right. love to watch on pointless all of December Tuesdays. All of Bring them all on. Regardless, I do think that Central Arkansas – while they have a, a very good program, is the most vulnerable, particularly because Illinois State, before their quarterback went down with an injury, was the number six or seven team in the country. They're ferocious pass rush. I think they're second in the country in sacks behind Sac State. And Southeast Missouri State has a veteran quarterback in Daniel Santa Canaria, and they have playoff experience. They won playoff games last year as well. So that seems like the the toughest of the draws in terms of moving on. But I also think that people are going to think this is crazy because off the top of the show, I said I, that Sac State was, they defined themselves as the best team in the Big Sky this year. They did. They beat Montana, Montana State, and Eastern Washington. And although they lost to Weber State, they played all the best teams in the league. That said, they have never been to the playoffs. They have not been to this tournament ever. So what's that going to be like for them, especially when they're playing Furman? Tradition is a, a huge thing in college football, and even if you have different just players... Just like that, no chance for Austin P against Furman. It's just going to be Furman. I just think that Austin P is a team that's new on the scene, too. They're recently an FCS. I just think that no, knowing, I, I, knowing I how to navigate the moment, knowing what it's... I mean, regardless if you've ever been to the play... I mean, just having any sort of administrative or fan base tradition that, that people know how to navigate the situations... Mm-hmm. Plus, just like the pride in the program and all those sorts of things. Sac State, if they drew Furman, Furman's been, I think, the third most times to the playoffs of any team in this bracket. Yeah. I, I just think that they, they could be prone for an upset. I mean, you, you never know. I mean, at what at what point, learning to not read your own headlines is a learned experience. At right. what point does it get in the way? I'm not predicting that Sac State's going to, but Kevin Thompson, since they played their last game, they're going to have two weeks off to listen about Kevin Thompson. As, a de- as the Offensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. George Obina not getting the Defensive Player of the Year, so that actually could be a motivating factor. Troy Taylor, just d- this afternoon, named the Coach of the Year. I mean, at what point do your headlines get in the way? I'm not sure, but I, I just think that Sac State could be primed for one. I don't know. You pointed to the Northern Iowa-South Dakota State potential matchup if Northern Iowa can get past San Diego. It's an interesting one because those two teams played two weeks ago, 
And South Dakota State ruined Northern Iowa. They were up 38-7. That was why SDSU got the seed and Northern Iowa did and, not. And the reality, too, is Montana was not given any, any, any uh, you know, Christmas presents here on their draw either. Particularly with Villanova, to me, if, if Villanova wins, which I think they, I think, I think there's going to be a good game between Villanova and Southeastern Louisiana, but I like Villanova to win it. Uh, you know, obviously Villanova has been in Bobby Houck's nightmares for a decade now. Mm-hmm. And also they're a good football team with tradition, with, you know, uh, uh, a team that has obviously won a national championship, but has been in many, many playoffs. They're a nine and three football team just like Montana is, and a team that was 6-0 and and in the top five in the nation to start. Then they had three losses, one of which was to North Dakota State. The other one was, I think, a one-point game. Uh, you know, in, their, in the, the second loss, I forget the third one, but the point is, this is a really good football team who is now on, hello, a three-game winning streak heading into the postseason. And so, uh, you know, if they were able to get by Southeast Louisiana, which I don't think is a sure thing by any stretch, but I think that that's who I got. I got Villanova winning that game. I think that becomes a very intriguing matchup uh, in, in Montana for all the reasons we led with about Montana and their dealing with what, you know, the, the loss to Montana State, but also straight up because Villanova's a good football team. This is not, you know, just the best team in a bad conference that, that, that you know, would be, would be playing in Missoula if that were to be the case. Well, and also the, the the number one factor we haven't touched on on Montana yet is just the health of the team. I mean, make right. no mistake, Montana's Montana State's pass rush was ferocious on Sunday, or last Saturday, excuse me. But Dalton State's ankle is also clearly not good. Right, he had a really hard time getting away from any sort of pressure, and that could be something that could be continued to exploit it be, be exploited throughout the playoffs. The other team I think that was really that I was impressed with when we saw them in person, and I've been even more impressed with with the way that they then won eight in a row, and, and now they enter the playoff bracket really hot is Monmouth, and I think Monmouth will take care of Holy Cross pretty easily. It's just a bad draw for them because then they're going to have to go on the road and play at James Madison. Yeah. It's, it's too bad because you know a Monmouth versus you know uh, South Dakota State. I mean I don't know. It's an uphill battle when you're playing any of the top eight teams, but. Monmouth Central Arkansas, that could be a good game. I mean, Monmouth, Montana was a game into the fourth quarter, and then Montana scored to win going away by 20. But, I mean, it was a, I think, eight-point game with about 10 minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Monmouth was hanging in Missoula. So, and, and they've gotten better since then. I mean, Pete Guerrero is one of the best running backs in the country. Kenji Bahar is one of the, I mean, he's a great quarterback. He was the Big South player of the year. The thing that I think that you got to remember about this is, is that uh, the – the expansion of the playoffs has been basically all for naught when it comes for, to any sort of parity or any sort of upsets. There's only ever been two seeded teams that have made the semifinals. Unseeded teams, excuse me, that have made the semifinals. It's all, almost always seeded yeah. teams, and it's very rare that it's even the bottom four seeded teams. It, uh, I should say it's very rare that it's the bottom three seeded teams. Mm. The, the five seed has had pretty good success because you get to that, you know, uh, you, you, you dodge the one seed. Mm-hmm. Well, and when the national championships just for spoken round, for I mean. for a decade, it's also hard to uh, you know have many upsets as far as it goes. But no, it's so stupid that our barometer of success um, is who got second because there's this one team that gets first. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Evanston, right? Beat Kentucky. Yep. Evansville. Evansville, excuse me. Okay. Uh, Stephen F. Austin beats Duke last night. Yep. Montana Tech beat Montana. Yep. 
Don't look now. Idaho's lost to three Division II schools in a row. Dayton and Kansas are into overtime. Dayton, by the way, 5-0. and Kansas does have a lead in the overtime right now, 224 to go. Dayton with the ball, but a four-point deficit for uh, Dayton right now at the Maui Gyms Invitational. Uh, Coulter, it's going to be fun. Let's transition out of FCS football and into NFL football. It is, after all, Thanksgiving tomorrow, my man. Thanksgiving. And there are, hello, three games on the Thursday docket tomorrow. Let's talk about them just a little bit. The Bears are at the Lions. The awful, awful, awful offense of the Chicago Bears against the utter mediocrity, if not, you know, if even that good of the Detroit Lions. Can't wait for this one. 10.30 a.m. on Fox. Bears at Lions. Chicago is a four-point favorite. Matthew Stafford, uh, I believe, out. Is he out-out of this game or just doubtful? I don't know what his status is, uh, but uh, perhaps unlikely to play in this one. Then, the Bills-Cowboys, which to me is the game of the day. Uh, the uh, the Buffalo Bills, 8-3. and three. By the way, 4-1 and one on the road, the Buffalo Bills this season. Very good for the Buffalo Bills. They go to the Dallas Cowboys, who are 6-5. and five. They're 3-2 and two at home. It is so odd to me. And, and look, I texted you while this game was going on in the fourth quarter. Jason Garrett's got to go two different times when they were playing the New England Glad Patriots. Glad he finally came around. What, what have I advocated for? You for- never advocated for him, but you always said that I was being uh, too aggressive by saying that he needed to go. I just think you're too aggressive in general, you know? Let's get some Skittles and teddy bears into your world, man. See what oh happens. Soften you up a little bit. When you have kids, uh, quadruplet daughters, that's what's coming to you. The universe is going to say this is what you yep, need. And they will switch hit, and they will be such good softball players will be insane. I believe it. They'll throw 65 miles per hour when they're 12 years old. <laughs> you will have them. You will have a lot of good arms in that troop. Uh, billing, uh, Bills, Cowboys. Uh, anyway, this. It's, but here's what is odd. As I tell you, he's got to go. The, the, the Cowboys lost, was it by four to the Patriots? The New England Patriots are the best team in football. They're playing at home. It's a four-point game, and this is the game that everybody goes, sayonara. So, anyway, look, we all saw. We know why, but uh, I get it. And then uh, tomorrow evening uh, on NBC, by the way, that came on CBS, NBC, uh, Saints-Falcons uh, from uh, from Atlanta. The Fal- were the Falcons 0-8 and, and have won the last three, or were they 0-7 no, and, no. and one of the last three? I think they three won the last four early, and they've won three out of four. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, but in any case, uh, they're coming on a little bit, and they beat the Saints, didn't they? Just a couple of weeks ago, they like did. that they was the big. The Saints. So now New Orleans nine and yeah, two. The Falcons won their second game of the year against the Eagles, and then they've won two other last three, including against the Saints and the Panthers. Okay, so here's, well, they lost by two touchdowns to the Bucks last week. Yikes! Here's what I want to know, Coulter. Let's start Bears Lions. The Bears a four point road favorite against the Lions, which I think is crazy because it assumes the Bears can score four points. (laughs) Uh, The Lions have lost four in a row. When I've watched, this is going to be crazy to say about a three and seven team. Three, seven and one, I guess, because they had their special little tie. But (laughs) the Lions, the Lions have not, they're not as bad as what their record, I guess when you watch them, you don't think, man, that's one of the worst teams in the NFL, like you do when you watch the Falcons, the Dolphins, the Redskins. They're just so bad. The Bengals, so bad. The Lions are losing games, but they're not like, they're not just horrifically bad. I, I actually, I, I do agree with you on that point. I they, mean, they just do what the Lions do. They, the Matt Stafford being out, is it hurts them big time, for sure. But they have good skill players on offense. I mean, in fact, you could argue that Kenny Galladay is a great skill player on offense. They've been banged up at running back, certainly. I mean, Carryon Johnson's out for the year. But they have good players on defense. I mean, Alshon Robinson's a legitimate... I mean, he will be an all-pro someday, I think, or at least a pro bowler. Darius Slay's a really good quarterback. I mean, they have they have some players... I mean, the Lions have played more times on Thanksgiving than anybody. They are the ones that have uh, created the Thanksgiving tradition of playing on Turkey Day. I, I got the. I mean, the Bears are horrendous to watch, even if they do win some games because of, they are still really good on D. I got. I got the Lions. Um, here's the issue: Matt Stafford's out. Jeff Driscoll questionable. Officially questionable. You know who's next? Coulter Nuanas. No. 
so this is this is a problem. And <laughs> David Blau, who's from Purdue, he's a rookie. Okay, it's the third string. Like, how does that happen? I don't know. If how, how does that guy? How is he in a position? I don't know if you recall our conversation last week with Jordan Tripp, our buddy mm-hmm. Jordan Tripp. I did. Okay? He was talking to us about the game within the game and how you got to try and get an advantage and win on every play. You're never going to win on every play. You just got you just got to keep going and trying to outthink and outsmart and do everything you can. He goes, nobody nobody wins on every play. Then he paused and he said, "Well, Khalil Mack, <laughs> Khalil Mack wins on every play. He does." He especially wins on every play when there is an injured Dr- Jeff Driscoll or when, who did you say? Something Blau. I Blau, rookie out of Purdue, day. is playing David football. Blau. Let me tell you something. You don't need to score one single offensive point to win this football game if you are the Chicago Bears. The Bears should score 21 points defensively. Oh, 21. 21. Okay. I got the Chicago Bears covering up the four points, and it's and it, it really is all about the quarterback because I actually agree with you. I think they have looked tenable defensively, at times even good. And when Matt Stafford is there, they get some real weapons. I mean, Kenny Galladay, I, I was off of Kenny Galladay for a long time, but I, I have been forced to reevaluate because he's a really good player. And Marvin Jones has been outstanding as well. Now, they have... Obviously not uh, with the with the loss of Carryon Johnson been able to get it done run the football which is a big problem, but you you're gonna tell me that on Thanksgiving Day you're gonna roll out a rookie playing his first NFL snap against 52. Mm, no thanks, no thanks very much. I'll take the Bears on that. Uh, Coulter second game. This is the game of the day. This is the game of the day. Bills at Cowboys. Uh, the uh, the Dallas Cowboys in this football game are a six and a half point favorite over the Buffalo Bills. Really? I find this beyond the realm of comprehension to me. You know what this is? You know what happens sometimes, Coulter? What is Vegas there to do? Make money, make money. So they got to get it on both sides, and they just know that there's so much more money. On Thanksgiving Day coming on the Cowboys. And going on the Cowboys. So they have to move this number over. This is not real, man. I don't know how this is real. A 4-1 and road team in the Buffalo Bills who got an outstanding defense, a very functional offense, and the Dallas Cowboys who are just as underwhelming as it gets, except for a couple of games. Occasionally, the Cowboys put it all together and hammer teams because they got the talent. They they should be, based on talent, a a 6.5-point favorite. But they aren't. As far as I'm concerned, well, I don't know if that's true, though, man. Like, I truly, truly, truly watch this game. Truly watch it and watch the Bills on defense. Great defense. And, and answer me this question. Besides the New England Patriots, who is definitively better in the NFL on defense? They're great defense. No, you're not going to, you're not, you well, don't, they, they are outstanding, though. They have, you don't need to convince have, me anything. I mean, I, I, you know that I think the Vikings have one of the best defenses in the league. Yep. The Bills are better on defense than the Vikings. I think the Bills have the second best defense in the entire NFL. Well, for two reasons. First of all, they have great personnel, but none of their headlining personnel is hurt. None. They're the only team I can think of in the league that has every day one starter still rolling. Well, that you and I are all day on the Bills against the number. And you know what I think? Like the Bills could, I think the Bills could win this game. Straight up, 60-40, Bills win. What's our guy Jeff Choate always say? Stats are for losers. Josh Allen is the perfect quarterback for what the Bills are doing right now. He's not He's not going to throw 35 touchdowns this year. He's not. But Josh Allen, I think the stat is that he has five consecutive games with no turnovers and a rushing touchdown. When you have one of the best defenses in the league, that's, that's why you're 8-3. You know, it's funny because... Josh Allen's personality and persona does not match the player. Like, what he, is his personality and persona? Goofy, somewhat nondescript, a little bit. He's subsidiary. He's his nails when he's playing, though. but when he goes out there, he gives it to everybody. That's what I'm saying he's yes. a dog, man. Yes, and yeah, it's, I it's, love it, man. But I, it doesn't like if you see Josh Allen, you're like, well, this is the guy who's going to go try and do a front flip over the linebacker. No chance, and then. Well, isn't what he that does. All these pretty boy quarterbacks in the league, though. What? They, don't they all look like they're going to be soft? And then half of them are soft. That's what he, most of them are. Right. But if you judge Tom Brady on what he looked like, he wouldn't have six rings. What? That's why Action Jackson's the best man. <laughs> because he looks exactly <laughs> like you think, man. He he is as flossy as you think. He is straight up 
a superhero. He 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 is a superhero. He is a superhero. Uh, Saints. Okay, so you and I are both. Do you think the Bills are going to just win this game though? Straight I think away, the Bills are going to just win okay. this game. Interesting. Uh, the, I think the Bills are good, man. At what point can like at what point you are what your record says you are? Right. I mean, they're eight and three. They're definitely. going to the playoffs. Let me ask you this: If the Bills, if the Bills win this game, is Jason Garrett the head coach Friday? I mean, I'm going to want to crawl in a hole so I don't have to listen to the narrative of if he is or isn't for the next two weeks. But yes, he is. I don't think they're going to be able to fire him in the middle of the season. No, I agree. I agree. Like if they. It, the rest of that division is not good. The point is, is they're still actually they're going to make in, the playoffs in the play, uh, in the playoffs. They're going to win the division, front runner for it. Yeah, they're yeah. going to win the division. They're probably going to have the same record as they had last year. They're just going to go ten and six, which, is, like you said, it's not good enough based on what their talent is. But like right now, in the division, if they in. were three and eight, then absolutely he'd be getting fired. But I just don't think you can fire your head coach when you're going to win the division and go to the playoffs. Not because of that, but you just can't do it in the midst of a playoff run, even though you're stumbling your way to the playoffs. Last game of the day, Saints-Falcons. New Orleans is a seven-point favorite despite getting shellacked by Atlanta in New Orleans, a game no one saw coming two weeks ago. Uh, the Saints are 9-2. and two, The Falcons are 3-8. and eight. New Orleans is a seven-point favorite. I got, I got New Orleans... Answering the bell on this one, I think uh, they that Sean Payton is going to have uh, plenty of motivation to get his team to play better against this particular team in a divisional matchup. Uh, it's sort of odd because clearly the Saints are going to win the division, and so actually having lost to Atlanta already, I think you know is is one of the only actually motivating factors for a team to try and get up and go for it. And you're playing on Thanksgiving and all that. Uh, Atlanta has been playing better, though. So this is not... Sure. This, even though they're 3-8... and eight, They've won two out of the this, this isn't the team that was just, just losing every way they could possibly find to do it. They've, they've righted the ship. Uh, and so, so they're, and they, there's talent, as we know, obviously. I mean, Matt Ryan and Julio to start with. So uh, I, I think, you know, this isn't, this isn't just like a 30-point blowout or something like that. But I think New Orleans is going to win this game. And I would uh, lay those seven points myself. Well, last time out in this game, Alvin Kamara had just come back. And he, he, they, they started him, but he didn't get his necessary workload. He only had four carries, and that kills right. him. The Saints have quietly transitioned into a very balanced offense that has to run the ball. They're yeah. not the 350 yards a game that they were when they won the Super Bowl. They still can light you up on offense, no doubt. And Drew Brees can still throw the ball all over the place. But so much of their concepts have to do with the run game. So you need the run game. But here we are a couple weeks later. Kamara's more, more healthy. It was also Drew Brees' first game back, so you assume he's going to be more ready to go. The fact that, honestly, I, I think it would be a closer game if Atlanta hadn't won the last one. I think that the Saints will just blow by them, just like you said, just because of the element of revenge. Uh, final, Kansas does escape. Another upset, 90-84 they win uh, over Dayton in overtime. So there you go. 329 uh, boys and girls, Coulter has much more difficult questions than the one I had for you in the uh, first hour. They are Thanksgiving NFL-themed questions. Ooh, exciting. They're okay, not that hard. 329-1899, I bet they have a right and a wrong answer, which is a little harder than subjective questions. Well, it's, it's Thanksgiving and we're in a giving mood, so just call in and we'll will help you through no matter what. 329-1899. We'll do some trivia right after this and uh, get you some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. Coulter, it is the uh, holiday season, Thanksgiving tomorrow, and we know that from now until December 25th, holiday parties, family gatherings, work parties, all kinds of things going on. The Missoula Winery and Event Center, a great place to uh, set up if you need a, a banquet space. They also have Two Sisters Wines out there to get you set up with all of that, but a great area to uh, to gather, to uh, enjoy yourself, and to uh, and share in the holiday festivities. And Tattoo Girl Wine would be perfect for mm. all your holiday needs if you need a little... Cabernet to go with dinner or maybe a little Riesling rosé before dinner. You know, maybe Chardonnay afterwards with right. dessert. They got all of them. They have four different wines are rated 89 or above. The Tattoo Girl wine, wine is a very nice wine. Very nice wine. And Missoula Winery and Event Center, they serve it year-round. Right now, the tasting room is not open just broadly, but you can't give them a call and you can go have a little tasting, whether it's just you and your 
significant other or you have a group of folks or you want to have a party out there, anything that you need, they got you covered. It's a great space. It's located at 5646 Harrier Way, right across from Big Sky Brewing, out there by the airport. Give them a call today, 406-830-3296. That's 830-3296. And never fear, the Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports segment will return next week. Brought to you by the Missoula Winery and Event Center. But until then, give them a call if you want to go try some Tattoo Girl wine. That's 830-3296. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. they got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. they got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Juanis. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Here's some sports news. First of all, just breaking, Jeremy Fowler uh, of ESPN reporting that David Blau is expected to start for the Lions in place of Jess Friscoll, who was there in place of Matt Stafford. Good luck to the Lions against the Bears defense tomorrow. In other news, a collection of Montana Grizzlies and Montana State Bobcats received honors from the Big Sky Conference Thursday, including Grizz senior linebacker Dante Olson, who earned co-defensive player of the year. Olson, the lone unanimous first-team All-Big Sky selection on the defense to go with sharing top defensive honors with Weber State senior defensive end Jonah Williams. Olson led the FCS with 151 tackles while averaging 12.6 tackles per game. He's a Buck Buchanan Award finalist. He has 9.5 tackles for loss. He's the first Grizzly to win the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year since Zach Wagaman did it in 2014. Montana running back Marcus Knight earned Newcomer of the Year. The transfer from Citrus College has 930 yards rushing and 21 total touchdowns this season, by far the most in the Big Sky Conference. Five Montana State Bobcats earned first-team All-Big Sky honors, including Troy Anderson, an outside linebacker. Anderson, a junior from Dillon, was a unanimous selection on offense last season, meaning he's the first player in the two-platoon era to earn first-team All-League honors on both sides of the football. Thanksgiving to you from Coulter and myself. Thanks for being with us. Remember, tomorrow, Friday, we're out. We'll be back with you on Monday. Look forward to it. Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. Go check them out on Saturday, December 7th. That's a week from this Saturday. It's the 7th Annual Snow Day. Biggest sale of the entire year. One day only at Kurtz Polaris. Uh, If you would like to listen live and you are out of market... You can go check us out on the stream. It's available at 1029ESPN.com. You click on the Listen Live tab and listen there. Stream brought to us by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. It's time for a Wing It Wednesday. See if we can send one happy listener out to the Desperado Sports Tavern for wings and maybe even a shirt. We go to the Range Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in Philip to the show. Hello, Philip. How are you? Hi, how's it going? Doing great. Now, the obligatory day before Thanksgiving Day question. This is not contributing, by the way, to your uh, wings. I'm just wondering, what are you up to? You going anywhere? You hanging in local? What are you? What are you doing here this weekend? I'm uh, uh, spending the holiday with some family. Excellent. In town? Out of town? Are you traveling at all? I'm traveling. Okay. Well, good enough. That sounds great, Philip. Here's the deal. We got three questions for you. Culture does. If you get all three of them, you got yourself a basket of wings and a shirt. If you only get two right, we're still going to give you the wings because we like you. If you need any help, I got a lifeline here for you. I'll try and help you out as best I can, okay? Okay. 
Boy, some chicken wings has really hit the spot. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. All right. Keep the location on lockdown here. I like this. Uh, okay, right. here we go. These are Thanksgiving Day NFL type questions. Number one. Name the NFL franchise that has played the most Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day games with 77. Whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is it, uh, the Lions? The Detroit Lions. Yeah, gotta be, right? One, gotta be. Four, one. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because people of a certain age group and younger would would maybe attribute the Cowboys as much as uh, as Detroit in terms of the Thanksgiving Day because I mean Dallas has been Thanksgiving Day sort of number two for for I mean probably yeah. twenty years now they've, they've played, right in fact fifty well I'm sure they've played that many but in terms of like the every single year I think it was kind of intermittent but Detroit is the original like you knew. We're going to go watch Barry Sanders ball out in Detroit. And Barry Sanders had his national reputation not only because he's filthy, but he, he got everybody in the country got to watch Barry Sanders once a year. That's right. Thanks That's right. And, and get John Madden's Turduncan. You know, he hit the, 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 the turkey instead of a, the chicken and then the duck. Uh, anyway, I don't know. It was not good. Uh, I gave it my best shot, though. Did you hear this, by the way? I'm sorry, Philip, to go sideways on you here. but No, no worries. Frank Gore? Past Barry Sanders Dude. for all-time rushing Frank Gore this weekend. We, we say it tongue-in-cheek sometimes, but I, I, I'm going to hate to see what Frank Gore is like in 20 years. Man. I mean, uh, don't don't ruin the moment. <laughs> Frank Gore is the most underrated player in NFL history, man. He's one of the most durable running backs that's ever played. I, I would say he, in, he's he is fourth in the league history in rushing third, yards. I think. Third I think now? he's now third. He passed Barry he's, Sanders. He's now third. Behind... Behind Emmett Smith and Walter Payton. I mean, get out of here. All right, Philip. Uh, question number two. You got the uh, Detroit Lions right. Here we go. Question number two. All right, question number two. This NFL Hall of Fame running back who was two years removed from the first 2,000-yard rushing season in NFL history set the NFL single-game record with 273 yards rushing on Thanksgiving Day in 1976. Name the NFL Hall of Fame running back who rushed for 273 yards in 1976. Uh, there is a clue there with the first 2,000-yard rusher in NFL history. Okay. Not much of one, Philip, if I don't say so <laughs> myself. Um, I, uh, I have no idea. can't think of anybody. Well, let's put it on pause and let's hear to question number three. And then we'll come back line. to it, okay? Okay. All right, okay. number three. There have been two quarterbacks that have posted perfect quarterback ratings on Thanksgiving Day. One, a former Lions quarterback who did it in Thanksgiving of 1994. And number two, a current New England Patriots quarterback who did it in 2010. Name one of the two <laughs> quarterbacks that have had perfect quarterback ratings on Thanksgiving Day? Uh, let's say Tom Brady. Tom Brady, 2010. Now that's a clue. That is a clue uh, right there. This other one, you no, guys wait, know wait, the wait, answer wait, to. Wait, he's, wait. The, he's, he's the most famous running back in NFL history. Okay. Could it be Walter Payton? No, could he's it, more famous than that. More it? crossover famous. 1976. O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson. Mm. The juice mm. is loose. Mm. Uh, give it all to him. You know what? Phillip, give, Phillip. Him, give him all of it. Give him the wings. It's Thanksgiving, man. He you know, needs a shirt. That's right. When you, you come in, you just write on a sheet of paper and slip it across to us where you're going for the weekend, and you are going to get a shirt and wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. All right, my man? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. All right, you got it. Great work, Philip. Now, here's the... Here. I've had three different trivia questions in the last three months that the answer is O.J. Simpson, and it has stumped everyone. I find that just amazing. You do? Uh, what? What do you mean? <laughs> is O.J. Simpson... Who, who, who's the most famous NFL player from the 1970s? Are you going to tell me O.J. Simpson? Who else is... Who Can you even name another player from the 1970s? Sure, Eric Dickerson. No, that's 1980s. Mm. Every guy you can Tom name Brady? from the 80s. Who can you name? Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw, that's good. The whole Pittsburgh uh, defense, Mean Joe Green. Okay, good. Very all good. of them. Very good. Okay. From Fran Targenton? What about, yeah, the, all the Raiders? Like who? You know, the guys. 
<laughs> you got to give me some names. Here's the thing, though, uh, Coulter. I don't want to do that right now. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to get to the other quarterback. 94 Lions. Is it Mitchell? Is it Scott Mitchell? It's not Scott Mitchell. It's a good guess. 94. There's, if you get this, I'll buy your drinks for the rest of 2019. Really? Absolutely. And we can be on call anytime you want to go. You got $31 that you can co- accomplish <laughs> that for me? Um, I don't have $31. <laughs> if it, look, if it's not Scott Mitchell, I, was, I felt like I was going to feel very smart now, and now you know, there's no chance. I don't, I don't know. Because the only other, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not going to get there. Dave Craig. Oh, actually, I I could have probably spent some time with it and gotten there. It would have been awful radio, though. Because, I mean, Dave Craig, obviously a great Seahawks quarterback. Although I think Dave Craig, does he not hold the uh, ignominious distinction of having the most fumbles in the history of the NFL? I think I that's, that's right. I think, I think, he is, I think he's the fumbliest I mean, player in the history of the league. Lions quarterback, it would make sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And Seahawks, for that matter. Uh, that's the funny thing. The Seahawks now, like, people don't appreciate. Like, since 1977, this organization has been inept and awful. And just just brutal. Just well, humiliating. Which is exactly a Until great example of how, if you Holmgren. run an organization correctly, how what can happen? good you that's can right. be. That's right. And also, how poorly it can go. I mean, think about... In 1991, you could have never imagined that the Seattle Seahawks would be what they are right now and the Washington Redskins would be what they are right now. Uh, Just no insane the, the paths those two teams have gone on over the last 30 years. That's true. 30 years is a fairly long lifespan, though, for the uh, NFL, I must say. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Come back. We'll wrap up the week. We'll get you set for the weekend. We'll uh, give you some, I don't know, Thanksgiving fun. Next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Happy to be with you. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Celia, online at KurtzPolaris.com. And remember, uh, Saturday, December 7th, Kurtz 7th Annual Snow Day. One day only, the biggest sale of the entire year, one day only, 10 a.m. And actually, even before 10 a.m. You go in there early, they'll let you in, okay? You try to get to the Grizz playoff game, they understand. Go there, though. Save a bunch of money. Get everybody knocked off the Christmas list at Kurtz Polaris. Uh, if you are uh, wanting us uh, to uh, listen to us all the time, well, we got a podcast for you. We got a bunch of them. FCS Speculators out now. Two episodes. And Two Tell Nuanas, the Two Tell Nuanas podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. And uh, Coulter, bunch of stuff coming up this weekend. Uh, I will tell you what the ESPN radio slate is in a moment, but... I think people on Thanksgiving weekend, you know, they think about the NFL and stuff, and this stuff slips by. The Apple Cup is Friday afternoon, okay, 2 o'clock p.m., Washington, Washington State. That's a very big game for a lot of people around here. And then all of a sudden, I know that I've looked up and gone, wait, what? The Friday afternoon they played this football game? So anyway, it's on Fox Television, uh, 2 o'clock on Friday. Uh, Boise, Colorado State, also uh, a, a bit of a rivalry game on CBS Sports Network. So there's some big games on Friday. In fact, there's, I don't know, a dozen, 15 college, big-time college football games on Friday. Uh, so check your local listings for that. The game we will have for you is, in fact, on Friday morning. We'll be on the air at 9.30 a.m. Friday morning with Texas Tech at Texas, the... Uh, 
well, failing Texas Longhorns, man, hosting Texas Tech. Uh, so if you're looking for that, you can go get it there. Uh, kickoff at 10 a.m. And then on uh, Saturday, a doubleheader for you. Clemson at South Carolina, the battle of, South, of the state of South Carolina, which looked like a snooze fest, might be a snooze fest, but South Carolina's actually been better than, I mean, they beat Georgia. They did. And I think a lot of people, when they hired, who'd they hire? Muschamp? Will Muschamp. That they thought, you know, they're going to, this guy's going to, you know, what are they doing? This guy's got no proven track record. And he's actually, he's been better, I think, than people thought, which is a low bar, admittedly, but uh, we'll see what happens there. And then on, that's at uh, 11, or excuse me, at uh, 9.30 a.m. on Saturday morning kickoff at 10. And then at 4 p.m., 4 p.m., primetime game, Texas A&M at now number two in the nation, Louisiana State University, LSU hosting Texas A&M in the primetime game. And then Sunday, a doubleheader for you. The San Francisco 49ers at the superhero. Action Jackson. Action Jackson. Baltimore Ravens hosting the San Francisco 49ers in the early window. 11 o'clock to kick off there. And then followed by an AFC West matchup. The Raiders are at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Seattle Seahawks, fear not people, we have not forgotten about them. Monday. Monday night football against your Minnesota Vikings. Can't wait to win money and drinks off of you. Are we uh, we're getting together for that, Coulter, on we this are, thing? We are, and uh, the loser has to buy the tab. Is that the deal? That's the deal. Okay. Well. I have full confidence in my Vikings being able to beat the mediocre to sort of good Seahawks. I'm going to bring my children, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to order them the drinks that you can't get refills on for free. Chocolate milk and OJ where you have to get one and pay for everyone individually. This and would be more funny if I was rich. I think it's actually funny that you're poor because... You, you want to bankrupt your friend? Come on, you're already bankrupt. It's just, you know, <laughs> let's see how... You can't fall any further if you're laying on the ground, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just I don't know, man. Chocolate milks and OJs around. How many can these kids get? down in three hours. Well, I mean, Kai, you I might mean, be able to drink seven gallons of chocolate milk. I was going to say, man, Kai might drink a hundred bucks worth of chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be great Bring because... Your kids. They can play games I will, I, I will have missed you. I, I, I don't know that it's allowed over there. Mm, good mm-hmm. call. I was just plugging Katie's because we're not doing our NFL picks against the spread this week. But, but we did uh, do a couple. We did do a couple. You want to do one, Coulter? You want to do one game against the spread right now? I mean, we got a little time. I mean, sure. Go ahead, tell them. I mostly was just wanting to plug Katie's. Go watch football down at Katie O'Keefe's, whether it's tomorrow, the next day, the next day, or the next day. Uh, 2100 Stevens Avenue in the Stevens Center. It's an awesome place. They redid the whole downstairs. I don't know if they do allow kids there or not. That's actually a good question. I don't believe they do. It's if okay. you're a kid at heart, you can go play board games. You can go play video games, darts, pool. It's actually, for the people Everything. that do go, probably better that they don't. That's why they don't. Hey, Coulter, here we go. Katie O'Keefe's picks against the spread. The New York Jets are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at the homestanding Cincinnati Bengals. That's the game we're picking. Three-and-a-half points. What do you think? Oh, and the Bengals are, like, all in on going 0-16 now, right? Oh, I said 0 and 10. They're 0 and 11 now. My yeah, goodness. I mean, they are all in on, on going over, right? You know what I think? Bengals' first and only dub of the season gets the New York Jets at home. Joe Mixon, don't look now. Don't don't look now, okay? But the uh, Cincinnati Bengals might get it done. Don't take your kids to Katie O'Keefe's. They, Do not, not take your friends. Take your neighbors. Take anybody and everybody. You can pick up pizza. I said, do not take your friends. Do take your friends. I said, do take your friends. Do take everybody besides the children. Yeah. You did. You did say do not. If you guys realize that I actually have no idea what I have ever said on this show, you'd realize (laughs) that it's just futile to correct me. Colton, let's get people ready for their Thanksgiving weekend. What are you doing this Thanksgiving? You got family coming to town. You got Dude, no I games am in a to state cover. Of disarray. You're, you are, man. You're looking because at your fingernails I am, here. I, I, I am fully looking forward to it, but don't know how it's going to actually go. I have never had a Thanksgiving weekend since I moved back to Montana in 2010, where I don't have to cover somebody getting fired, somebody getting hired, a playoff game, none of the above. So thank you to the Bobcats and the Grizzlies for finally living up to your expectations and getting seeds in the playoffs. And yeah, I mean I don't know, man. I, I could I could do everything. I might. I, I mean, 
I've been Are really, you staying in Missoula? I'm staying in Missoula. My brother's okay. here, so that's great. So we're yeah. going to have a family thing. My mother, uh, his in-laws, everybody was going to do the whole thing. Grandparents, everybody's going to do the whole thing. Um, I've been really, really, really fiending to play arcade video games. Yeah, you called me last night. You were like, dude, who's got, who's got, uh, uh, what is it? Pinball. Pinball. Oh, well, yeah, you were looking for a pinball, pinball machine. Pinball's <laughs> fun, man. It is fun. It's really fun. Uh, yeah, so I'm probably going to go try to find some of that. What are you, well, you're here. No, you're on the lake. With I'm, the, with I'm, the I'm leaving town. Sisters in town. I got, I got problems here, okay? I'm going, I'm going to walk into a room tonight, five children, seven and under, Probably 10 or 12 adults, 7 and under. But here's the kicker. You ready for this? I think we got four dogs and a rabbit. How do you think that's going to go this weekend? All of a sudden, the rabbit's gone. Well, thank God I'm not there. The turkey doesn't look expired. as big as it did last year. What's going on here? Well, got to make use of it. Boys and girls, it's been a fun week. We'll catch you on Monday. Didn't mean to end the... The week on a morbid had to eat the rabbit deal, but that's that's the way it goes. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy your families. Yep. It's a wonderful time. Relax, recharge. I can't wait. Boys and girls, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football. We'll see you on Monday. We'll get ready for uh, FCS playoffs week two. So be very impactful. Stay safe. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.